G'day guys, I'm D-Mac from NBA Fantasy Bible and along with me is Kayla Fonte and together we are Between Two Hoops. Kayla, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? Doing really well, just uh, relaxed after such a hectic week in terms <laughs> of uh, NBA trade deadline. It's nice to be a little bit more relaxed but I guess we're approaching or fast approaching uh, fantasy playoffs. So yeah, it's been a massive week in the NBA once again but shall we review? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Okay, starting with our ads and holds. I thought I'd switch it up just a little bit, but post-trade deadline, I thought there's been a lot of discussions, a lot of questions as well on Twitter in regards to um, ads, holds, a lot more movement to happen as well in terms of guys coming in and playing their first game and maybe guys coming back from injury. So I thought we'd go through this first and um, see what you think of this format. So starting off, I've spoken about this a few times on Twitter, but Buddy Hield, I think he is a must-add at this stage. Yes, De'Anthony Melton is to return. Uh, Nick Batum is to return. So there's a chance that Buddy Hield is relegated to the bench, but for now, I think he has to be owned. 100%. He's really just revitalized his career from uh, with the Pacers too. So I think that's a big thing. But also, like you said, Melton's coming back, but he's probably going to be on a minutes restriction. He's not going to be just thrown right into it right away. Um, which still gives Heald a little bit of a longer open window. Yeah, and there's a chance that Buddy does retain his starting spot anyway once Milton and Batum does return or do return. There's a chance that um, Tobias Harris moves to the four, making way for maybe Buddy Heald to work alongside of Milton and Maxi. That is a small lineup, so perhaps they don't go that way, but I still think as a guy coming off the bench, he's got a lot of value, so he needs to be picked mm -hmm. up. Next one's Trey Mann. He played his first game for the Hornets overnight. He looked quite good. He didn't play as much as I thought, but I guess first game, and he didn't have a huge role at OKC anyway. So it did look nice, and I think he is an ad, particularly if you need guard stats uh, from a category league perspective. And from a points league perspective, I think he's got a little bit of upside there, Kayla. Oh, yeah, plenty of upside there. And it's promising if LaMelo Ball has a shutdown, which just paves the way for more opportunities, usage, uh, production for him. So I would say take a flyer on him. Absolutely. And I know I was a little bit surprised, but um, Mitchich alongside of him, um, mm. backing him up at point guard, he looked quite good. He's on our watch list, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but both of those guys played quite well. Next one is another guy that was traded, uh, Simone Fontecchio. So he's come into the, well, he actually came off the bench, but he's come in and played big minutes for Detroit. Came off the bench, looked really good. But having said that, there's still Isaiah Stewart to return to that lineup as well. Thoughts yeah. on Fontecchio? Yeah, we still got to see how that lineup kind of shakes out too. Um, hopefully, Asar Thompson keeps that starting role, but I wouldn't be surprised if they switch it up every so often. Uh, I think he's pretty promising right now. Uh, he played 32 minutes, I think, around there, even coming off the bench. So lots of opportunities for him. Absolutely. Next one's Asar. So we spoke about him at trade deadline. I think he was a, a bit of a winner, but yes, Fontecchio did look promising today. Asar still played really well tonight, but like we said, uh, Isaiah Stewart is still to return to that team. So a little bit of a shake up and see where this goes. But for now, I think Asar needs to be rostered. I think so too, especially if he's in that starting role. And I'm hoping that we have flashes of his p potential that he had earlier on in the season. Yeah, it would make sense for the Detroit Pistons uh, in terms of their youth. They've got to play the youth uh, youth movement moving forward. So, yeah, that makes 100% uh, sense to us. Maybe not for um, the guys at Detroit. <laughs> but uh, next one is Precious Achua. This is more a replacement injury, but he's looked really good and he's um, continued 
on the right path. I guess now that Isaiah Hartenstein is sidelined and we don't know exactly how long, hopefully that's days rather than weeks, but um, he solidified his role. We've still got Julius Randle to return, OG Ananobi to return. So he, along with a couple of other Knicks that we'll speak about later, uh, is playing really well. Yeah, they're still dealing with three key injuries right now. So during that time, we're going to see Precious in a bigger role. He's not my favorite fantasy player, but I mean, if he's getting the minutes and he's giving you decent production, like it, it just makes sense to roster him right now. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, he's got the opportunity. There's a lot of injuries in that front court. Uh, yes, we had Boyan Bogdanovich debut overnight, but I think Precious Achua is playing that big man role as well. Uh, I think Taj Gibson started overnight, but um, we know that he's just getting on now. So Precious Achua is the guy to have here. Next one's Ben Simmons. He's probably more on the holds list, but I know that he was dropped in a lot of spots as well. But he looked really promising and um, nice all-round uh, performance overnight. Yeah, and he's still ramping up a little bit too. So we just got to be mindful of that. But yeah, he has looked really promising and I'm intrigued to see what happens next. Hopefully not an injury. Yeah, yeah and Spencer Dinwiddie has moved away from that team. But Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> nice segue, but Dennis Schroeder has moved into that spot and he looked really good last night. Yeah, he looked amazing. I think he's an ad right now. Um, his value significantly rose from his time with the Raptors where he was really buried into that bench role. So I, I would add and then kind of see what happens with the roster in the backcourt. Absolutely. And we come to expect that Ben Simmons will probably miss games here and there anyway, uh, even if it's just as a precautionary uh, move or he just gets injured. So that'll just definitely boost Dennis Schroeder's value even more. Malik Monk, uh, he had a bit of a rough spell, but now he's really come back with a vengeance. He's played very well. I think he's a definite add. Yeah. And he's very streaky too, but when he's on that hot streak, it, you just have to roster him. Yeah, in a way, you see that his value is almost inversely proportional to a guy like Kevin Herter. So he's sort of cooled off recently, mm -hmm. whereas Malik Monk's sort of heat, heated up. Um, so I think right now, Kevin Herter is probably on my possible drops list, and we'll get to that shortly. But Malik Monk definitely needs to be added. Gigi Jackson, I spoke about him earlier in the season. I think I got a little bit prematurely <laughs> excited by him. But I saw the upside. And Memphis was playing a little bit of silly buggers with us. But Gigi Jackson's looked really solid in the last few games, and I think he needs to be added. I think so too. And as long as he's getting big minutes, there's so much potential for him. And like you said, early on in the season, we had that upside. It's just he wasn't receiving the minutes to do enough. Um, but now if that opens the way for him, Adam. Yeah, I think so too. I've got a list of holds there. Paul Reed, we got a lot of questions around him. He had a couple of quiet games. He was playing ill. He had some illness. Um, he's come back and he's looked really solid. So I think he needs to be held at this stage. He's more valuable in a category league rather than a points league. But I think, Kayla, I think he could still have value in a points league. I think he's still decent. Um, the main thing for me is just that he has that long-term value right now. So it, it makes sense to at least hold on to him and see how everything shakes up. But he's still receiving pretty solid minutes and he, he'll give you good production in a points league. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, we know that six to eight weeks is probably the about timeline for Joel Embiid to return. So I think Paul Reed's got to uh, solidify that role moving forward. Dan Gafford, he's another one that got moved at trade deadline. So he's moved across to the Dallas Mavericks. He looked really good, but he did start off the um, start from the bench. Didn't play as many minutes as we would have liked, but he still looked really solid. Yeah, I think we have to kind of wait and see how that lineup that lineup shakes out. Plus, Lively was also out. So we don't really know for sure how it's all going to work out with the uh, the center spot. But yeah, he looked really good in 17 minutes, almost a double-double, I believe. So 
some up promise there. Yeah, I think he's a solid hold. I know people are getting a little bit nervous, but I think um, he is a hold. And let's see what happens. He could start for Jason Kidd and the Mavs, um, even coming off the bench. And he's played this role off the bench in the past as well when he was at the Bulls um, so I, and even at Washington as well. So I think he still has some value. But again, he's probably more suited to category leagues at this stage, but I still think he needs to be held in points leagues as well. Kelly Oubre, uh, this is again a replacement uh, or an injury replacement type of move. With Embiid out, I think Kelly Oubre still has some value, but again, this is quite dependent on someone like DeAnthony Melton, Nico Batoon uh, coming back to that lineup, similar to Buddy Hield, uh, but I think he's probably closer to uh, a potential drop uh, rather than Buddy Hield. Yeah, most likely. For now, um, as long as he's receiving that increased usage, I would say hold on to him and then just kind of monitor what happens with all the injuries on the Sixers. Absolutely. Jeremy Sohan, he's cooled off. He had a really hot streak. Uh, but yeah, quite recently he's cooled off sometime. But I think he still needs to be held. I think so. I want to hold him for at least a little bit longer just to see. But I think that this is also a name that if you drop him, people aren't going to rush to go pick him up off the waivers. But I, I wouldn't do that yet it's a bit premature i think i think so too and uh, another name in a similar ilk is ayo Desumu. he had that mm -hmm. stretch that was really solid we had that news about levine out for the season people rushed to go grab ayo he had a couple of quieter games and then a lot of people were dropping but he's come back and he, his last couple have looked really solid so i think if he uh he hasn't been dropped he's either a hold or he, he can be a nice add yeah i think he's a hold especially with um Levino. it just opens up more possibilities for him yeah. Marvin Bagley is another guy that we thought was a trade uh, deadline winner. He didn't move um, at the deadline, but he was still at Washington, but it was obviously Gafford that did make the move. So we thought, here we go. Marvin Bagley's going to get all of the center minutes, but he disappointed in the last game overnight. Yeah. And he was coming back from an injury too. So that's the big thing, the minutes restriction. Um, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it yet because I think he is still one of the biggest winners of the deadline. So I kind of want to hold and wait and see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I've got a name underneath the watch list, Rashawn Holmes. I think he was available to play. I'm not sure why he didn't play. Mm -hmm. um, but I would expect him to get some minutes as well. So let's see what the dynamic is between Bagley and Holmes moving forward. But for now, hold Bagley. And let's just keep an eye out for Rashawn Holmes because we discussed it the other night at, uh, on our trade deadline show that Holmes has been a fantasy darling in the past, and people are aware of that. So let's see how those minutes shake out. Next one is Santi Aldama. Uh, we know that, like I said, a little bit of silly buggers with the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies, but I think he's got a solid role. I think so too. Um, he's not my number one on the Grizzlies. Like Someone like Vince Williams would be that, but he's obviously pretty much rostered in most leagues. Um, yeah. Aldama would be next on the list, though, just to watch and hold. Yeah, I think so too. Um, these guys... Clear. Dante DiVincenzo and Josh Hart, they've been added everywhere, but I guess some people are preempting perhaps uh, a loss of value once all the guys return, Julius Randle, uh, OG Ananobi, um, Boyan Bogdanovich will get up to speed as well. Um, uh, Alec Burks is another one there. So the Knicks have a great uh, deal of depth now, which is great for their team and coming into the real-life playoffs, but I guess it does, it will possibly dent DiVincenzo and Hart's value. Yeah, I agree with that, but I think it's a little too early to drop them just because, as we mentioned before, they're still dealing with like three key injuries. So they're going to continue to see those increased minutes. But once everyone's healthy, that's when we have to start making some decisions. 
Yeah, and I think we'll speak about it shortly, but DiVincenzo is an absolute sell high. He's been a top 20 guy mm -hmm. in the last fortnight. So I think you need to take advantage. Um, yeah, he's just been an absolute tear recently. So yeah, take advantage where you can. And if you can, sell him off um, for some value there. I mentioned the watch list. Uh, Mitchich, we mentioned earlier, he looked really nice. Good, solid uh, assist numbers. Um, good shooting as well, which is quite surprising. MVP in the EuroLeague in the past. So he's got some pedigree there. So let's just watch out and see how, how it all breaks down. Particularly if, like you said, Kayla, with Lamelo Ball, um, unlikely to play a lot down the stretch, if at all. So I think Mitchich and, as we said, Trey Mann are the winners there. Kelly and Linick, he played his first game uh, for the Raptors overnight. And you'll probably have more of a, an opinion about this being a Raptors fan. But I think even though he was limited in his minutes, I think there's a pathway to some value there. I think there's huge potential for Linick right now. And he's, he might not be an absolute must add at the moment, but I would strongly consider um, adding him in most leagues. I think it's really promising. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he draws some starts at some point in the season. Yeah, I'm with you there. So let's just monitor that situation. I spoke about Rashawn Holmes and Corey Kispert. He was on a tear and I think he was a lot, uh, a very popular ad earlier in the week, called off overnight. But I still just want to keep watching that situation there because as we get closer to the end of the season, maybe it's uh, less minutes for the likes of my man Jordan Poole and uh, perhaps Tyus Jones and some of the other guys there. So Corey Kispert is just another guy to look out for. He hasn't been playing huge minutes, but when he was playing those mid-20 minutes, he was shooting very well. And Overnight, obviously, he regressed from that, um, but I still want to keep an eye out for him moving forward. Agreed. Drops. This is interesting. I sent out a poll the other day, and look, I, I utilized uh, my followership to be able to make a move in my personal league. It was funny because one of the my league members messaged me about that, saying I'm, I'm using <laughs> you guys for for uh, poll decisions. But yeah, I was deciding between Clay Thompson and Buddy Hield before Hield went mm. off uh, in the last couple. I've dropped Clay Thompson. and I think overnight he just had another stinker. So I he think did. he is a drop. I think so too. He's He's been incredibly inconsistent. I don't consider him a must roster player. Um, most likely in deeper leagues is where you could probably hold on to him. But I, I mean, we're getting closer to the playoffs now. So you really have to think about your team. Yeah, this, those minutes are trending down, which is really concerning. And um, I hope he does bounce back just for uh, his sake as well, because he has looked quite disappointed. Uh, the team's doing really well, and Steph's um, bailed them out again, but Clay's just disappointing at the moment. So I think he's a drop. Zach Collins, I don't know why he's on here, because we've spoken about him being a drop for quite some time, but a lot of people are hanging on for whatever reason, possibly thinking that Wemby might be shut down. I don't think that'll be the case. They've managed him really well throughout the season with... Um, reduced minutes, um, missing some back-to-backs. But now he's playing those back-to-backs. Zach Collins doesn't have that value. Yeah, there's just no uh, really fantasy upside there. I mean, someone's a monitor of Wemby's out, but you don't have to hold on to him for that. Exactly right. Harrison Barnes, uh, I think he's on this list every single week, and I think I mentioned that every single week. So he's just a drop. No need to go into detail there. They are playing uh, tomorrow, and it's only uh, he's playing in one of two games, so he may be a nice streamer for that game. Uh, but apart from that, I don't think he needs to be rostered. Mm -hmm. Moving forward, Karis Levert, since Darius Garland has returned, I don't think he needs to be rostered at all. Yeah, I don't think so too. I was looking at his numbers the other day, like in a points league, like he's decent, where he'll give you like 25, 30 points, but it's it's really inconsistent and erratic. So mm. it, it's just hard to justify holding on to him for long stretches of time 
I think so. And I think you'd do better streaming that spot uh, mm-hmm. in a points league. And it just doesn't even need to be thought about in a uh, category league, unless, of course, one of Garland uh, or Donovan Mitchell sit. Yeah. Duncan Robertson, uh, it's getting crowded. So Miami obviously brought in um, brought in some troops as well. Um, Terry Rozier was brought in. So that's really limited Duncan Robinson's value. Yeah, no point in holding on to him right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jaime Hackers Jr. is another one in the same boat. Uh, he's looked slightly better than Duncan Robinson, but not much and not much better. And I don't think he has to be held in standard leagues. Yeah, agreed. And this one kind of hurts because we saw his potential with uh, while Jimmy Butler was struggling with injuries and just his performances. Uh, Someone to monitor, though, with injuries, but you don't really have to hold him. Yeah, I agree. Bruce Brown, I thought he was going to be in a nice situation at the Raptors, but it hasn't looked that way. He's played limited minutes. He just, um, yeah, I I don't think he has to be held. As simple as that. Yeah, agreed. I I was kind of holding out some hope to monitor his situation after the trade deadline, but I think it actually, like, he got worse. So, yeah, droppable. Yeah. Same goes for Gary Trent. I think um, we probably needed one more guy to be moved from that Raptors team, but Gary Trent, he doesn't have to be held. And we know that in... Uh, category leagues his value comes from threes from steals uh from points as well and he's just not giving you that at a consistent level yep agreed spencer dinwiddie he's now signed for the lakers which is great and uh, it's not surprising that he's done that however he's going to be playing back up uh to delo so i don't think in a standard league he needs to be rostered there yeah i don't think he'll provide enough value um to justify being on a standard league roster I think when Gabe Vincent comes back, it's just going to get super messy as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, even more reason not to roster him in a standard league. Gordon Hayward, it's great that he's moved. I think um, he wasn't going to be played at the Hornets very much down the stretch anyway, but the move to OKC just means that he's not going to be able to provide that value that he was before the injury. Yeah, agreed. And I think he's up for an additional two weeks. So it's really hard to just hold him right now. I don't think he's going to have enough value to have a roster spot yeah he won't play before the all-star break so perhaps after that um he will but i don't think he needs to be stashed throughout the all-star break Mm -hmm. Uh, benedict mathurin and andrew nembard i'll just put them in the same boat here but uh easy drops for me from standard leagues whilst halliburton was ramping up i think nembard and particularly tj mcconnell were nice guys to have just because halliburton was limited in what he could do but now he's He's, I think he played 30 minutes overnight, so I don't think Nembard needs to be played. Matherin really hasn't taken off, and we thought that perhaps there was a pathway for some value, but we knew that his fantasy game was quite limited, and it just hasn't worked out well for him. Yeah, Nembard has been the clear drop, especially with Halliburton ramping up, and he's getting those minutes up. But with Matherin, yeah, it was very surprising because I think a lot of us expected that he would elevate his game now that mm. Heald is gone, but that, that just hasn't been the case. And We've seen this earlier on in the season where he's been incredibly streaky, um, yeah, so I, don't, I wouldn't hold him. Yeah, good call. Michael Fultz, there was a lot of promise uh, coming back from injury, of course, but it's just very inconsistent. Jalen Suggs is still there. Uh, Cole Anthony is still there. So I think they're just taking a bit of value from each other. So I don't think Michael Fultz just has to be rostered, and there's going to be times where he does miss uh, miss some games as well. So for that fact, until he starts providing that solid uh, mm-hmm. value that we saw from him last season, I don't think he needs to be rostered at this stage yeah for me he's more of a streamer uh than a hold yep agreed 
Andre Drummond, he was looking good, and he was playing a few minutes alongside of Nikola Vucevic, which I think was more matchup based. They were playing yeah. some big teams, and therefore Andre Drummond was matching up with these guys and getting some nice numbers. Overnight, it wasn't the case, and we saw his limitations in terms of fantasy, but in terms of real-life basketball as well. So I think he's a drop. And maybe when you look at a matchup against the Bulls where there is possibly a twin tower front court, maybe that's when you consider him as a stream. But apart from that, I just don't think he has to be held. Yeah, I agree with that. As long as he's in that bench role, his uh, fantasy upside is extremely limited. But if he's in that starting lineup, I, I think he's worth a flyer. Yeah. Cam Whitmore uh, was looking really good. Great scoring, um, really solid numbers for quite some time. But I think he's come back. And just because I won't say he's one-dimensional, not like our friend Cam Thomas, but he wasn't providing much more outside of scoring and decent percentages. But um, I don't think he has to be held at this stage. I think so too. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he has an ankle injury right now or some kind of injury. Right. I, yeah, I need I to think, check that. I need to yeah. check that. But if that's the case, yeah, that clear drop. And I guess Tari Eason has been out all this time as well. So I would expect him to come back shortly, perhaps before All-Star break, probably after All-Star break. But if that's the case, then I think Cam Whitmore is better suited mm -hmm. to deeper leagues. Yeah, agreed. DeAndre Hunter, he came back. He had one terrific game and then he regressed back to the norm. So in that case, I don't think he has to be held. Um, any thoughts on that, Kayla? Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I, it was surprising too because I know a lot of people held him through that injury, but I didn't really even see him as a must-draft or even before that at the most like a deeper league option. Um, yeah. But yeah, drop. And I think Sadiq Bay has actually been surprisingly very good, mm -hmm. uh, even with DeAndre Hunter back in that team. I thought Bay's value would come off, uh, be taken away because of Hunter's return, but it hasn't looked that way mm -hmm. at this stage. Very interesting. Obviously, Jalen Johnson is just an absolute beast at this stage. So, um, yeah, Bay is probably a hold. Uh, we didn't talk about him, but I think he's definitely a hold at this stage. And mm -hmm. obviously, Jalen Johnson's a master roster guy, a top 40 <laughs> guy at this stage. Um, I've got this term droops just because I, I made a typo when I was tweeting out uh, earlier this week and I got uh, found out and someone goes, geez, droops um, sounds a bit bit weird. But I'm going to go with this. <laughs> droops is someone heading towards a drop. I like that. So well, That's awesome. I can't claim it as my own. It was a comment on one of my tweets and I, I actually quite like that. If we want to move this <laughs> into, the, into the midst of fantasy yeah. um, fandom, let's do it. But yeah, I've got a few droops here. Boyan Bogdanovich from the Knicks. I think we spoke about him. Very deep team now. And once everyone's back, like we said, with Randall to return, OG Ananobi to return, I don't think he's going to have standard lead value moving forward. Yeah, it's hard to say. But, yeah, unfortunately, I, I think you're right. He's uh, he's definitely a droop heading towards that direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. Um, yeah, for now, let's just hold and see. But it's it's not looking good. Yeah, another droop there I've got is Max Struess. Uh, he had a decent game overnight, but with all that talent on the Cavaliers, uh, a lot of shooting talent as well, he doesn't have to be rostered in my mind, but he's one that could be held and he's done really well this season. But I think he's heading towards a drop. Yeah, and he was pretty good for the first half of the season, but he's dropped off uh, quite a bit since then. I think at the most, like a deeper league option, but yeah. not someone I consider a must roster. Yeah. Kevin Herder, I've picked on him every single week and probably unjustifiably sometimes. He has had uh, hot stretches, but at the moment, I think he's just a little bit mid and probably heading towards a drop. We spoke about him being um, hot 
and then Malik Monk being cold. And now they've sort of swapped those roles uh, quite recently. So I'm not going to drop him and I'll come go out and say you must drop this guy, but I also don't think he has to be rostered necessarily. Yeah, and we talk uh, about every this every situation. week. Yeah, it's like it's, it's very freaky, right? Like it's you yeah. have to capitalize off it when they're hot and then when they're cold, you just got to know when to let go. I think so too. And something that was with Herder's game last season, he was able to provide um, those assist numbers as well. But of course, um, you know, when you've got someone like De'Aaron Fox, who's really dominating um, the assists, is, of course, uh, DeMontis Sabonis is another guy that gets a lot of assists. There's not much left for Kevin Herder. Uh, at the end of the day. So it's really down to his shooting and some of his peripheral numbers. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he has to be rostered. Mm -hmm. You spoke about Derek Lively earlier. Dan Gafford's now in town. So I think that's going to really limit Derek Lively. And I, I think he's heading towards a drop in both category and points leagues, but not right now. Yeah, not at the moment. Uh, both of them are still a hold. It really depends on how they work out the center spot. Like, are they going to split the minutes? Um, is one going to have a little bit more than the other? I think some people were saying that Gafford was trending as the starter. Um, but yeah, but we really have to just wait and see. But if that's the case, then I could see Lively being a drop. I've seen conflicting reports. Some are saying that mm -hmm. Lively will continue being the starter and some are saying that Gafford will. So let's see how that uh, pans out. Maybe Kid will alternate, which doesn't bode well for either of their value if they're splitting minutes. Uh, I'm not going to say that both are drops in standards, but it doesn't bode well for their value moving forward. Josh Giddy, this is an interesting one. This is just with my thoughts around um, Gordon Haywood. So Gordon mm -hmm. Haywood does facilitate. He's, we've known what his game's been about, but does that impact Josh Giddy? Now, I probably should have some question marks next to him because I don't think necessarily he's a drop, but it's just definitely going to hurt him, I think. I think so too. Him and Dort, I think, are going to take huge hits. Um, but like you said, we really kind of have to see and wait how that all plays out but i mean it's not going to benefit him That's no the big and thing. he's had a pretty disappointing season anyway so he's yeah. i won't say he's borderline but well, yeah he doesn't fill you with confidence um mm -hmm. every single night that he gets out there another one i've got this is real speculative but i think it could tend or it is a droop heading towards a drop possibly and this is russell westbrook he's looked really nice recently but I guess now that Evicha Zubac has returned, that will impact Russell Westbrook's impact on the court. Probably will get less minutes because Zubac is on the court as well. Um, and Zubac is ramping up. Zubac has come back, played the last couple of games, really limited in his minutes. So I think Westbrook has still had value there. But once yeah. Zubac gets closer to you know, 28, maybe even 30 minutes, I think that will limit what Russ can do. Yeah, and I think we mentioned this on um, an episode few weeks back but he's incredibly inconsistent too once their whole starting five is healthy we mentioned yeah. that he'll give you that one really good game and then the rest are just stinkers and you can't predict when that really good game is really going to happen so yeah, it's hard exactly. to hold him it's hard to hold in terms of categories just sometimes he's lacking with those efficiency numbers as well just those shooting mm -hmm. um percentages can be lacking at stages as well which can hurt you and if he's getting less usage less minutes and is poor with his efficiency in terms of categories, I don't think he has to be held. So that's why he's on our Droops list. So let's see if Droops can catch on. <laughs> I think it will. <laughs> Injury updates. We spoke about Derek Lively. He's day-to-day -day with his nasal fracture. I think he'll come back very shortly, and we'll see how that plays out with him and Gafford. D'Anthony Melson, again, another one we spoke about. He could come back, start, which could impact Will. It will impact Heald. Whether or not it means that Hield is a drop or whether or not that means Help Melton is a drop, uh, let's find out. But both of those guys are holds for now. 
Nick Batum, not necessarily a hold in standard leagues, but it's just something to monitor again, just with the starting uh, lineup for the 76ers and just what that impact will be. Chris Paul, it seems like he's always about a week away with his <laughs> fractured hand. And now he's gone past trade deadline, obviously hasn't been traded, still with the Warriors. Let's see if he does come back. I'm guessing it'll be after All-Star break. It yeah. wouldn't make too much sense for him to be rushed back beforehand. Uh, but let's see how that plays out. Clint Capella, uh, I think he's out for one to two weeks. So I think uh, after All-Star break is when he will return. And we'll speak about this later, but that has definitely benefited on Yeka Okongwu. Mm-hmm. He's looked really great so far. One of my stashes. He's looked too, fantastic. But... It was one of your stashes, yeah. yeah and I, I know definitely a great stash for points leagues. A lot of people mm-hmm. had him in category leagues anyway, and he's just really rocketed up in the last fortnight. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet, he's out for probably another week, and I guess with All Star break as well. So one to two weeks is the timeline at this stage. Again, with a deductor strain for Houston, and that has just meant that Aman Thompson has stepped in and been a nice starter. Good stream whilst Fred Van Vliet has been out. Patrick Williams, another one to two week timeline. I don't think he has to be rusted. He's always showing us a little bit, of, a little bit of potential here and there, but not enough for him to consistently be contributing to your fantasy team in standard leagues. Got his foot injury. He'll come back um, in one to two weeks. I, again, I don't think that has too much of a fantasy impact, but it may take away a little bit of minutes um, from guys like. Um, maybe Alex Caruso, um, some of these guys that have been really performing quite well uh, quite recently. But I don't think it has too much impact. Yeah, agreed. Lamelo Ball, again, we're not too sure on the timeline if indeed he actually does come back and play some games for the Hornets. Let's wait and see. But again, we spoke about Trey Mann. We spoke about Mitchich as well. So keep an eye out for that one. Mark Williams, uh, we had an update a couple of days ago. He's going to be out for another month, which is very disappointing. And I'm guessing if I was them, I probably wouldn't play him for the rest of the season. Yeah, which bodes well for Nick, Nick Richards. Yeah, I had a lot of people asking me too if um, if he's a drop. And I think at this point, I would just say yes, especially if you don't have that extra IL spot. It's you're oh, just, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, you're burning yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if he is sitting in your IR, it's fine. You can sit him there. But don't expect him to come back with top 50 numbers when he does return because it'll be very restricted in terms of his minutes. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I would not be holding. Yeah. OG for the Knicks, he's out for another three weeks, which, again, um, boosts the value of those guys that we spoke about earlier with DiVincenzo, with Hart, um, even perhaps even Boyan Bogdanovich for the time being. But once he does return, it's going to make things uh, interesting to see how those minutes shake out. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Julius Randle. Exact same situation, same sort of timeline as well. Different injury, of course, but yeah, let's see how that all plays out. And we'll speak about our um, buy lows and sell highs at this stage, but I can tell you that Dante DiVincenzo is on our sell high. Desmond Bain, he's probably another uh, a month away with his ankle injury. Again, this is a situation where the Grizzlies won't rush him back too quickly. There's nothing to play for. Same goes for Marcus Smart, same timeline. Again, nothing to play for. Do they even come back this season? Possibly for a game or two, but I don't think it's worth uh, really worrying about them at this stage. Desmond Bank could be stashed in an IR, but again, Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't worry too much about um, hoping that he does come back and give you some fantasy value, even in the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. I have him in my IL spot right now, and that's the only reason I'm not dropping him, just because I have that extra space there. Yeah, you just never know. Maybe he comes back for a game here and there and... um, 
he'll look great, and then he'll sit the next few games as well. So it may be worth that IL if he does come back for that one awesome game. But let's wait and see. Jared Vanderbilt, we spoke about him last week. We weren't too sure of his timeline. It could have been season ending. It's looking like it won't necessarily be season ending, which will be good for the Lakers if they do um, get into the play-ins or the playoffs, because I think he is important to what they do. But for now, I don't think he's a fantasy guy at this stage. Yeah. We spoke about Joel L. Embiid, six to eight weeks, um, probably best case with his meniscus injury. So we'll see how that uh, all shakes out a bit. Like we said, yeah, Paul Reed is the, the guy there. Zach Levine's then, out for the yeah. season. Yeah, go on. Sorry, Kayla. I was going to say just Bamba in um, deeper leagues at the moment. In deeper leagues, yeah. yeah, Mo Bamba there. Zach Levine's out for the season. We know who's the beneficiaries there. Mm -hmm. Of course, Kobe White is one of our guys, but Caruso is another beneficiary. Um, and Ayo Desumu in probably deeper leagues, but yeah, a bit of a nice streamer in standard leagues as well. And finally, Shaden Sharp, it's looking like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. We're not going to have uh, that run that he had last season where he was, I think, he was a top 50 guy uh, down the stretch. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting for Portland. I, th I think guys like Jeremy Grant, he wasn't moved at the deadline. Uh, Anthony Simons in and out of the lineup. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, he's missing games as well. If it's true injuries, we're not too sure. They're not rushing these guys back. They're not going to play them humongous, humongous um, stretches of games. They're going to play them nice minutes, but these stretches of games I don't think are going to be uh, helping you come fantasy playoffs. So if you can sell them off, um, I would do that. Agreed. Let's go to our sell highs. First one, Jimmy Butler. It seems like he's either on our sell high or our buy low. He's been awesome. Uh, it's not just the last two weeks, but since he's come back, he's come back with a vengeance. He's looking at his old self. If you look his, at his season ranking of 24, you'll be like, wow, what an amazing season. But I can recall uh, so many times that we've had discussions around such a disappointing season that he's had. And in terms of categories, you're used to him being more closer to that first round value, closer to the 12th, maybe 15th. Um, we know that he misses a lot of games, and this is why he's on our sell high, not just because of his numbers over the last two weeks, maybe even four weeks have been elevated, but for the chance that he does miss those games as we approach playoffs, where we would assume that the Heat do make the playoffs, but we would expect him to rest a few games here and there. So mm -hmm. he is a sell high, but you look at those numbers across the last fortnight, uh, unbelievable. He's back to his best. Uh, so for me, I don't necessarily need to deep dive into these numbers, but for me, he's a sell high. Yeah, agreed. And this is what we've been waiting for, that sell high moment. And we've talked about it before where he has that potential to heat up in the second half of the season. And this is what we're seeing right now. And if you're worried yeah. about if he's going to be able to maintain this or injury issues, then now is the perfect time to sell high. Absolutely. Next one's Nikola Vucevic. We mentioned him earlier hey, in regards to Andre Drummond, but He's actually surprised me. He would have been in a lot of trade rumours come trade deadline, but um, he's put that all aside and he's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yep, he's been amazing. And even if you look at those uh, red numbers there, rebounds, assists, they're barely down. Like it's the exact same thing, but we've seen not noticeable increases in a good chunk of his production. And I, yeah, sell high now. Absolutely. I think the one that stands out there is blocks. And we know that yep. he's not a big blocks guy from a centre position. Uh, 1.9 is definitely elevated on his season uh, average. So, yeah, that's elevated his ranking for this week or for the last two weeks. So I still think he's a nice sell high, but even if he can't execute that, he's still providing really nice value. And 43rd for the season definitely has surprised me because I thought he would definitely be outside of the, the top 50 this year. Mm -hmm. I thought that 
the Bulls would lean into more of a, I thought, a stronger youth movement, perhaps looking at moving him out. But irrespective of that, he's been really good. So uh, a nice mid-round pickup in terms of the draft. We spoke about Okongwu. Onyeka has been fantastic. And yes, that's been in the absence of Clint Capella, who um, I think, yeah, as we said, he'll probably be back after All-Star break. But Okongwu has definitely rolled with that since Capella has been out. The disappointing thing for managers that do have a Kongwu on their uh, team is Capella wasn't moved. And we thought that would probably happen this season. But irrespective of that, I think Capella, um, he's tr probably trending down and I guess he's always had these injury concerns and Okongwu is definitely trending up. So even when both of those guys will be uh, available, I think Okongwu is definitely one to roster He's always been one to roster in terms of category leagues, but in terms of points, I think he probably will be a rosterable guy rest of season. Yeah, I agree with that. And even with uh, Capella's injuries, we never really know what's going to happen with him. He's uh, struggled with a lot of injuries throughout most of his season. So I think Okongu will have a lot of other opportunities to be a sell high again, but now is a good time to uh, capitalize off that. Absolutely. We spoke about DiVincenzo. With the guys to return to the Knicks, now is the time to sell. And yes, you may want to enjoy this for the next three weeks until the other guys do return and you'll do really well. Um, but I think this is the time to sell just while he is super, super hot. He's white hot at the moment. Mm -hmm. Look at that ranking. Nine cat ranking of 13th, 13th in the last two right. weeks. Overall, 87th. That's been fantastic for him. And um, that was one of my worst moves that I did have him and then I dropped him. I can't remember who I dropped mm -hmm. him for. Um, but I still think at this point in time, he's a sell high. I think so too. And just look at those three numbers. Five, oh, it's three. Steph Curry. Yes. Yeah, 5.3 oh uh, threes per game is Steph Curry level. That's insane. Right? But across the board, it's pretty much all green except for turnovers, yeah. and that's just indicative of his escalated usage. Yeah. Which that's not even a big huge. It's yeah. not even a big deal. Yeah, and from someone who uh, handles the ball a lot, 1.4 turnovers is nothing really. Mm -hmm. But yeah, amazing, amazing numbers. So sell high moment. Demata Rosen, again, another Chicago Bull, similar to um, Nikola Vucevic. He's put all trade rumors aside, and he's actually looked really fantastic in the last fortnight, but even across the season. You look at those numbers, 36th. In nine cat across the season, he has surprised me. 33rd in points leagues. Again, and quite a surprise to me. Yeah, very surprising. I feel like he was he was a little bit worse than that, but I guess um, I guess not with the rankings. But right now, with Levine being out, that really just solidified his role as the number one player on this team. And he has a lot of potential to even maybe possibly raise those averages a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Last one, DeAndre Ayton. Um, <laughs> There's a couple of reasons why he's a sell high. Obviously, you look at those numbers in the past fortnight, very much improved on what he's done across the season. But of course, as I mentioned with the Trailblazers, is this a time to sell them off before they start resting these guys for longer stretches? So himself, Anthony Simons, um, who else, Kayla? Uh, possibly even Scoot. Uh, mm -hmm. Probably Scoot. less so Scoot, but definitely these guys. Um, Malcolm Brogdon is another candidate for some rested games as well. So in that sense i think deandre ayton is a sell high or at least a sell if you can get back a mm -hmm. top 50 guy i would do that yeah agreed um i think uh yeah the past two games he's been really dominant he had a crazy double double dominating <laughs> i love that he's been dominating um yeah now now is a good time like you said there's that possible uh shutdown risk and 
I've heard a lot of reports um, about his behavior and his antics and things like yeah. that. So that's yeah. only a little bit more concerning. Um, so sell high if uh, if you want to don't want to take that chance. Absolutely, I think maybe the the Suns dodge a bullet on that one, but I guess <laughs> they didn't really dodge a bullet if they took him at number one all those years ago in front of all those other superstars like Luca. But anyway, we digress. In contrast, the buy lows. We spoke about Tyrese Halliburton last week. He's still a buy low, but last night he looked really nice. He, mm-hmm. I think, he played thirty minutes. Uh, correct yep. me if I'm wrong, but. You look at those numbers, and a lot of people do this. They'll look at the rankings over the last couple of weeks and go, oh, 76th, I spent a first rounder on this guy. So this could be an opportunity where you can still buy low on Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I think this is a perfect opportunity, but that window is really closing now that he's really starting to ramp up. So if you yeah. were to buy low, now would be the time. Now is the time. It probably would have been the time a week or two ago, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is probably your last moment to do so. Next one's Darius Garland. I'll put him on here. But the more I think about it, maybe it's not a buy low. Maybe he's just going to be like this. I think he can improve a little bit. You look at those season numbers, 109th, which is really disappointing. I think in a lot of leagues, he's taken maybe as high as third round, probably more like fourth round. But 109th, yes, a lot of that is because of his high turnover rate. Uh, but it's just been disappointing all over. In the last two weeks, yes, he's come back from injury. He's ramping up. And I still think... He is a bit of a buy low, but I wouldn't be expecting top 50 numbers come rest of season. Yeah, I would still classify him as a buy low. Um, But yeah, even looking at those rankings, I don't think he's going to do, he's going to go above that. He could probably improve his stats quite a bit at least, but not to what we were seeing before. Yeah, and for me this season, it's the assist rate that's been quite disappointing. I guess Donovan Mitchell has really stepped up as that elite first, second rounder type of guy. It's more like a first rounder. His assist numbers have come up while Darius Garland just hasn't taken off like I thought he would. But still a young guy. In terms of dynasty value, still probably a a top 20 guy. Um, But for this season, I don't think it's going to be the season that we thought it was going to be. But like you said, still a a buy-low opportunity. Alperen Sengun, I think he did miss the last game. He missed yesterday's game. But the reason why he's on our buy-low is just because, look at those rankings, um, 100th and 9th out in the last two weeks, whereas his season ranking is 50th. And then in points, it's not as bad, 43rd compared to 24th. Um, And we can see some of the numbers are quite red. uh, But the main thing there for category leagues is his free throw shooting. Yes, he can be quite iffy, but... Um, 66% compared to 71. Yeah, it's a bit of a dip, but everything else seems about the same. Maybe his points have come down a fair bit as well, and some of that could be uh, just his worst shooting numbers as well. Yeah, it's a big change. You look at those categories, not a huge amount of change, but that ranking definitely has um, gone to 100th. That's really crazy. Yeah, significantly dropped. Um, we haven't seen it as much, like you mentioned, in points leagues, except for that one game where he had like he had under 10 points and then only a couple rebounds here and there. So I think that really hurt him. Um, he's still been like somewhat like decent uh, for points leagues value, but still it's a good buy low because we all know what he's capable of. Yeah, 24th for points leagues across the season is insane. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised when I looked that up. I'm not a points league extraordinaire like yourself, but 24th, <laughs> crazy, but um, yeah. Baby Jokic, here we come. Tyler Hero, maybe it's just not going to happen. Um, now they've got Terry Rozier at Miami, 
maybe it's just not going to be as good as it was earlier in the season where he was an easy top 50 guy across the season, 80-39 cap, but in the last fortnight, 136th. That's um, really disappointing. Even in points leagues where you thought, shit, he'll be still doing really well, 95th across the last two weeks. Very disappointing. Yeah, very. I, I think at this point, it's this is the kind of production that's here to stay. Um, I don't really see him getting back to um, that pre-Rosier value that he had. I think he'll yeah. still give you like a pretty good game here and there, but it's it's not enough. And yeah, it's it's tricky. Yeah, those minutes have really come down, as have the points. And like you said, Rosier, and you've got a plethora of offensive players as well, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Haquez, mm-hmm. um, to name a few. Yeah, he, he has been disappointing and maybe it is here to stay. So perhaps we'll say it's a buy low in terms of his numbers, but maybe we would just expect this moving forward. So, yeah, be cautious and don't throw um, throw crazy trade ideas in trying to acquire Tyler Hero. Just be cautious, mm-hmm. just knowing that perhaps this is him rest of season. Bam Adebayo, I don't think this is him rest of season. 109th mm-hmm. in the last two weeks, whereas season rank is 54th. And in points, now this is the one that surprised me, 71st. In points where he's 25th um, across the season. So, where are we looking? It's points, big reduction in points, which has been disappointing. Um, slight reduction in terms of his rebounds, assists, and stocks. But overall, it's just really been his points. He's just not putting up as many uh, shots as we're used to seeing. His usage has taken a dip. And I don't know if that's necessarily related to Terry Rosier being there or if this is just a little bit of a finding out period just with those girls trying to, those guys trying to gel. Yeah, I think there's a number of factors at play here. But another thing that we have to keep in mind is that Jimmy Butler is playing extremely well right now. And yeah. I think that's a big reason for both Bam and Tyler Hero's um, drop off in production as well. But with, yeah, with Bam, I think uh, these numbers aren't here to stay. I, I can see him getting back to what he was before. Yeah, and from a category perspective, you look at that free throw number, we're used to seeing him closer to that 80% mark. Yes, he's been 77.3% across the season, but 66.7% with two and a half free throw attempts per game is really down on his number. So yeah, you look at that category ranking in the last two weeks, some of that's down to his shooting efficiency at the stripe. And of course, some of it's down to just not putting up as many shots as we used to. And finally, Jalen Willens, we had him on our buy low last episode. He was coming back from injury, but since he's been back, he's actually been quite disappointing. 217th in 9-cat compared to his overall ranking of 52nd in points. Again, a bit of a dip, 109th across the last two weeks compared to 67th. Yeah, pretty noticeable drop here. Um, But like you said, it was the injury. He just came back, so ramping up a little bit. Um, I think he'll, he'll... probably increase this value nothing to get too worried about but still a good buy low opportunity yeah it's really the steals the steals have dropped off and while he was on that hot stretch he was putting up some crazy steal numbers like we saw at the back end of last season and we thought geez this is going to carry on but 0.3 steals over his last uh, two weeks has been disappointing but i think yeah that'll regress back to the norm where he'll be close to that top 50 guy rest of season so yeah that's a nice buy low there all right, week 17 schedule, Kayla. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're going into All-Star Weekend, so this will span across two weeks. So that's why some of the numbers look quite funny. You've got a <laughs> six-game um, fortnight. I'll say a week. It's a, a match week, but it's a fortnight, but the Golden State Warriors. Any other observations out of this? Yeah, one thing. Um, I probably wouldn't stream anyone from Miami. 
uh, right. for just three games. Yeah, that's that's pretty disappointing. But there's a lot of potential streaming opportunities here. And we mentioned a lot of that in our ad section. Um, so go check out that again. Um, yeah. But yeah, make sure to conserve your ads too, because it is a longer week. So you don't want to blow it all um, on week, the first week, obviously this week. Uh, just So just keep an eye out for that. Absolutely. And I guess with a lot of moving parts, guys coming into their new teams, um, some injuries, some guys mm -hmm. coming back from injuries, it's a good point. Let's conserve ads. Not like we were for uh, trade deadline, but yeah. yeah, just don't blow it all in the first week. But like you said, uh, it's going to be hard to stream Miami Heat players. So that bodes, well, that confirms what we were saying in regards to guys like Jaime Hackers and Duncan Robinson um, would avoid if possible. All right. That's that a wrap. Us, that's a wrap. Kayla, any final words? Um, honestly, main thing, yeah, conserve your ads. Um, I think it's also a time when we're going to see how the rotations work out when the minutes are distributed. Uh, so that's definitely something to monitor with all the trade deadline acquisitions and moves. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter. So, Kayla, give us your handle. Yep, Kayla underscore Fonte. And you can find me at NBA Fantasy Bible. Keep an eye out for us on Twitter. We're very active. Kayla mm -hmm. has uh, been very popular, as you <laughs> are aware, and um, that's for good reason. So a lot of great insights mm -hmm. from um, Kayla. So, yeah, definitely look out for her uh, on Twitter. So thank you very much, guys. Thank, thank you, you guys. Kayla. And until next time, see you later.